As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. We think of our homes as our safe space, and we should be at peace there. But sometimes the paranormal proves us wrong, and disturbs that tranquility and privacy that home is supposed to bring. Following the success of episode 33, where I shared with you all about my own personal experiences in a home that I once lived in, I thought that it would be a good idea to share with you the experiences of another home I lived in, the paranormal just seems to follow me everywhere. Even though I've shared some of the stories of this particular house already throughout the episodes on my channel, they're worth mentioning again in the context of this home. I moved into this place around 2006 in South Wentworthville, New South Wales, and I was in a position where I needed somewhere cheap to move into. This place became available, and Ted, the guy that the accommodation was available with, actually worked with me. And we were on the same shift patterns, so that was convenient. We had known each other for some years, but didn't really get to know each other well until this time when we were working together and ultimately living together. But before I moved into that property, I told Ted I had to check out the place first. And I was up front with him. I told him that the reason I needed to see the place was because I needed to feel the energy of it. He agreed and said that he understood. I checked out the place, and although it was a little cramped, it was cosy enough to move in. I didn't get any bad vibes immediately, and thought that it would be okay. Also, it was good timing. I needed a new place to stay. What's more was that we actually knew the people renting it out, so if there were any issues, we knew we could contact them directly and it would be resolved. Little did we know that we would end up having an issue that they had no chance of resolving. At first there were no issues. We moved in and got along fine. And when some issues did arise, they weren't between me and Ted. They were between us and them. Them being whatever else decided to call this house its home. The first of the things that I experienced was in the lounge room of the home. And one day, Ted had a friend over. Her name was Sasha. They weren't exactly dating, but they were getting to know each other. And they were just chatting in the living room. It was daytime, so I walked out to do something, and Ted introduced me to Sasha. She was quite polite, and we started chatting. As we did, she was sitting in a chair in front of me, and just off to my left. I remember that I was standing while chatting to her, 
and we just spoke about random things for a while. It wasn't long though until I noticed some movement behind her along the back wall. As she chatted away to me, she must have thought that I was rather strange as I seemed to phase out of the conversation. I remember the sound of her voice seemed to me as if it faded out as I focused in on something that seemed to take shape behind her. It took a few seconds, but I could make out that it was a shadow forming, and I could see it clear as day. It wasn't just her shadow, it was a shadow that looked like someone slowly moving and walking across the back wall, or right next to Sasha. The shadow had the vague shape of a person, and it moved like a person might, not just in one direction, although it seemed to fidget or hesitate for a moment, and I could have sworn it moved back for a moment, and then froze, still, almost as if it knew that I had seen it. It was weird. It didn't look solid. It looked as if something was casting a light shadow on the wall, but there was literally nothing there to cast a shadow. I looked around quickly looking for a source, but found none. I looked back, and it was still there. It moved towards the front of the room, slowly and deliberately, and started to fade out as it did. I just couldn't believe my eyes. Ted obviously hadn't seen it as he just kept talking. I looked over at him, and he continued chatting and sitting on the lounge. My expression must have given something away, because he paused for a second and looked at me. His expression changed for a moment. He knew me well enough by now that he knew something was wrong. I looked back, and the shadow was gone. Even Sasha noticed something was up, but I said nothing. I excused myself and left the room, feeling a little spooked and a little awkward, and then I went on to try to rationalise what I had just seen. But what I had just seen made no sense. It was as if something was in that room, but wasn't at the same time. It was all too chilling. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Although Ted and I work the same shifts, on our days off, one or either of us might be out for the day. I had a girlfriend at the time, and I would go out with her some nights. If Ted had nothing on, he'd stay home with his dog Gary. One morning after I had been out the night before, Ted looked like something was bothering him. I asked him what was wrong, and he hesitated at first, but eventually told me that something strange had happened the night before that had left him a little shaken. He said that he was lying in bed and just about to go to sleep. His dog Gary lay at the foot of his bed. Ted closed his eyes and started to settle to try and sleep, when suddenly he felt something nearby. He got goosebumps as he told me what happened next. He said that he heard right into his ear the voice of a woman saying in a hushed, and creepy voice, leave. He said that it was so real that he even felt the breath of whoever, whatever it was, on his ear. His eyes flickered open and he looked around the room and he could see nothing. Ted was terrified, but he was also quick-witted and seeing no one around answered back to the darkness. Where do you want me to go? He received no response and it was a long time before he was able to settle back down to sleep that night, he said. Soon enough, more and more strange things started happening. Some of them were isolated, and some were more frequent, like this next one. It started to happen every now and then, but next to my room and directly opposite Ted's room, was the spare room, in which Ted's children would often sleep when they stayed with him. For the majority of the time, though, the room was empty, except for kids' toys and a bed. I would often be awoken by the sound of movement, but they weren't the sounds of footsteps. Instead, it was the sound of movement in the next room. The first few times, I just assumed it was Ted moving around in the room late at night maybe tidying up the room. Ted could be like that at times, restless and unable to sleep. He might get up and do housework at odd times, but this clearly wasn't the case. It went on for months and happened frequently, and only at night. You clearly got the sense that someone was moving around the room as you could hear the shifting of the floors or walls in the room, almost as if someone were pacing or walking around the room slowly in a circle. I also entertained the idea that it was just natural movement of the house or the building settling that was causing the noise. But this would go on for hours and hours, and it would happen frequently. It didn't start and then just stop. When the noise started, movement-type sounds could be heard from that room. Admittedly, a little creeped out, I never got up to check. As time passed, I just couldn't contain it anymore. 
I ended up asking Ted about it, and when I did, he swore. I laughed and asked why he swore. He told me that he had been hearing it for months as well, and although he knew it was coming from the adjoining room, he was hoping to God that the movement was coming from my room instead. Nope. Soon enough, Ted would get stressed out if I told him that I would be out for the night, and half-joking, half-scared, he would tell me that he didn't want me to go out at night. The reason was that things would be happening to him over and over, especially at night and especially when he was alone with his dog Gary. On another evening that Ted was home, with Gary laying on his bed as usual, he could feel as if something was in the anteroom next to his bedroom. He had a strange feeling as if something was standing there, and slowly and cautiously Ted looked up. Ted liked to sleep in complete darkness but something strange caught his eye. He thought that he could make out something on the edge of the doorway, a dark shape, but he wasn't quite sure. As there was no movement and nothing changed, he laid his head back down. Then Gary suddenly sat up and his ears perked up. He was looking at the doorway as well, and at first he didn't react, but just stood on the bed, staring in curiosity. Suddenly, Ted noticed a dark shape dart across the doorway of his bedroom in the anteroom and towards the laundry area at the back. As he saw it, his dog Gary also saw it as he moved his head to follow it. Gary did not follow the shadow, but just looked at Ted. Ted, apparently in fear and hoping against all logic, called out to me, thinking that I was possibly home and hanging around the anteroom. He got up and put the lights on, and check the area. Realising that I wasn't home, he decided that he would leave the light on, and that he didn't want to spend any more nights alone in this house. Now, this next incident was included in a previous episode of Chilling True Tales, but I'll include it again to paint the bigger picture of all the things that were happening at the house. My housemate Ted had three children, but they didn't live with him. Instead, they would alternate visits and stay for a weekend every now and then. On one of the weekends, Ted had his youngest child over. Her name was Clarissa, and she was probably just under two years old at the time. He was home with Clarissa and spending time with her and just cleaning up the house. He was just about to start making dinner for them, and Clarissa was playing in the room next to him. Ted noticed that his daughter would wander off from the room, and he kept a cautious eye on her as she walked down the corridor to the bedrooms. She did this a few times, but it was as if she kept being drawn back to the bedrooms. Later on in the evening, they were sitting in the lounge room watching television, and again Clarissa wandered off, first to the kitchen area where he could still see her, and then back down the corridor to explore. She stood at the doorway to Ted's room and was quiet for a few seconds as Ted watched her. She stood there almost as if hesitating. Ted saw her as she looked back at him, and then she slowly raised her hand, and with her finger pointed into the empty bedroom, she said, Boy. Ted was a little bit confused, and asked her, What's that? But Clarissa kept her finger pointed into the room, and kept repeating, Boy, boy, as if telling Ted that she could see a boy in the room. Ted realised that his daughter was actually seeing something, and he got goosebumps and ran straight there. He had a good look around, 
but there was no one in the room that he could see. Now, Ted's best friend at the time, Owen, was over a lot of the time, and they would spend many hours together just hanging out, watching TV, and having a few beers. Owen was an easy-going man who was just as happy to chill at our place as he was to spend the day working. On one particular occasion, I remember that he and Ted were quiet in the living room. They were having something to eat and watching a movie on the TV, when suddenly I heard some commotion and Owen called out, Oi! I was in my bedroom and went out to see what had happened, and they were discussing something quite loudly. I went out to see what had happened, and I heard Owen say to Ted insistently, I'm telling you, there was someone there. Ted explained what was going on. As they were eating in the lounge room, Owen and Ted both had their backs to the kitchen area. At some stage, Owen turned his head to his right and saw a male standing in the kitchen. The only other male that could have been in the house was me, and this male looked nothing like me. Owen, thinking somebody must have gotten into the house, called out, Oi! to the male and stood up to confront him. As he did, the male walked away towards the back of the house, and as Owen followed him, the man just vanished into thin air. At first, Ted just laughed it off, but Owen was insistent and even described what the male looked like. Owen was shaken and checked the area, thinking that maybe he'd made a mistake and that the male was just hidden somewhere. But we all checked the house. The doors were locked, the area was secure, and there was no one hiding out. In the meantime, with all these constant things going on in the house, we had spoken to the landlords, again, people that we already knew personally. We started by asking them questions about the house first. They told us that before they had bought it and made some minor repairs, that it had belonged to an old couple for quite some time. In the bedrooms, you could still see the buttons that appeared to have been installed a long time ago on the walls. These buttons appeared to be for assistance, the type that you would put in for elderly people in case they get into trouble. However, when we asked if anyone had passed away in that house, the answer was that not as far as they knew. The previous older couple who owned the house had sold it while they were both still living, and with the money were looking at moving into a retirement home. Over the next few weeks, they started to get so many strange questions from us about the home that they started to get worried and asked why we were asking so many questions. We told them straight out that the house was haunted, and they just laughed it off. We told them very seriously that it was haunted, and they didn't know whether to believe us or not. We even offered for one of the owners to stay at the house for a few nights to see for himself, but he refused to do it. Overall, the house had an air about it. When you were home alone at any given time, you didn't quite feel alone, and there was always small things happening. Small annoyances that tend to be part of a haunted home. Small things go missing, things seem to be moved from one place to another without anyone moving them, and that kind of thing. Thinking that we were getting nowhere with answers in relation to what was going on in the house, I found an old voice recorder that I had in a box when I had moved. I didn't have the money for a new one, or for cameras, but I set up the voice recorder, and this was the kind of recorder that was voice activated. It would stay on standby for several hours until noise activated the record feature, and it would continue to record until the noise stopped. 
One night, when Ted and I were both on night shift, I set it up to record and checked it the next day. Most of the night's recording were admittedly of the clock chiming the hours through the night, and every now and then Gary barking at things, but it was too difficult to tell what he was barking at from the recording only. The only anomalies on the recordings were very brief, and unfortunately, as they were voice recorded through activation, the first part of the sounds were missed. At one stage, remembering that no one was home, the sound of what sounded like a door slamming in the house could be heard, and then Gary barking immediately after it. And strangely, at another point of the night, there is a faint sound as if someone was talking or singing somewhere in the house, and again, Gary barking. But that was it. I tried several other times, but never recorded anything more than Gary barking and the clock chiming. Unfortunately, I no longer have the recordings to share with you all, but to be honest, they wouldn't have been very convincing on their own anyways. On another one of the weekends that Ted had one of his children over, he was spending his time playing with his daughter Clarissa. Clarissa was two years old, and like all two-year-olds, delighted in playtime with Dad, and loved the doll collection he had for her in the spare room. I was home this evening, and in my room at the end of the hallway. I could hear Clarissa giggling as she and Ted played with the dolls in the living room. <laughs> After a while, Ted told Clarissa that he was going to tidy up a little, and she kept playing on her own. The next thing I realised was that the noise up the corridor died down a bit, except for Clarissa, who was still giggling. I shot a quick glance up the corridor, and Ted had most of the lights off in the house, except for the living room in which they were sitting. Clarissa had now walked away somewhat from Ted, who was still cleaning up the living room, and she was facing into the kitchen and giggling. Ted thought that this was a bit strange, as the light was off and no one else was home. Clarissa kept edging slowly to the kitchen, and stopped at the entrance to the kitchen which was open. But she stood there, giggling, and looking up at something, or someone. This had gone on for about a minute or so, and had gotten Ted's attention by this stage. And this time, Clarissa giggled again, pointed into the dark, empty kitchen and smiling, looked at her dad and said, Jean! Ted froze. He said, what? As goosebumps took over him. Clarissa looked into the kitchen again, giggled, and pointed at the air again for her dad, and repeated a few more times, Jean! Jean! while smiling. Ted then called me over. Daniel, come quick! I rushed out thinking something was wrong. Ted explained to me what had just happened, and I stood there curiously. I noticed that Ted was very shaken and asked him what that had meant. He told me that Jean was his deceased mother's name. The next and craziest incident that I experienced in the house was the following, and again, it's one that I've shared before on the channel with a different name, but it never loses any value in the retelling. I had been dating a young lady Regina for a few months, and although we usually spent night outs for dinner or movies, on this particular night I decided that I would much rather spend the night at home and have some dinner and watch movies with her. The problem was that I had finished a night shift earlier that morning and was too tired to go anywhere. I had a whole collection of movies on DVD, and after I made some dinner for us, we decided to just relax and watch the DVDs. Ted had gone out for the evening, and I wasn't expecting him to be home for a while, and it was starting to get late at night. 
We were chatting away and watching the movies in my room, and I don't even remember, but I must have fallen asleep almost straight away. I must not have been asleep long when Regina woke me up. She was patting my shoulder in a panic, and I could hear the concern in her voice as I woke up. I asked her what's wrong, and she whispered, Is Dad home? I was wondering why she'd asked that, as he wouldn't be home for a while yet, and then I realised why she was asking. From the main area of the house, there was a lot of noise, and I mean a lot. It was a loud stomping sound, as if somebody was walking up and down the corridor, and as it stomped, the very clear sound of doors being opened and slammed shut could be heard. I knew that Ted wasn't due home just yet, and then I thought maybe his best friend Owen had dropped by, but it would be odd for him to show up at this time when Ted wasn't home. And then I thought that it must have been an intruder that had gotten into the house. The sound continued. It was stomping footsteps and slamming doors, and the noise sounded as if whoever it was was moving up and down the corridors and back again. It's worth noting that the corridor we're talking about was immediately outside my bedroom door. I jumped out of bed and took a quick, deep breath, expecting the worst, and then swung my bedroom door open, ready to confront the intruder. But as soon as I opened my door, there was no longer any sound. It didn't look as if any doors had been opened, and on investigating the house, I found that it was locked up securely, and there was no one else there. These types of incidents kept occurring, and some time later, in about 2007 or 2008, the opportunity came up for me to move, and I took it. Having come out of a string of heavily haunted places, it was definitely time for me to move on again. Although the move was another chance to start fresh, I knew that no matter where I lived, I always seemed to pick up on paranormal happenings there. But I hoped beyond hope that the next place I moved to wasn't also haunted. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.